Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Well, this morning is a special morning. It's a morning that uh, only comes around once a year in terms of Father's Day. Now, Mother's Day gets all the, you know, uh, Father's Day is a lot like Mother's Day, except it's not as big as Mother's Day. You know, uh, 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 some a teacher asked a child what the difference was between Mother's Day and Father's Day, and and a little boy raised his hand and he said, "You spend a lot more money on Mother's Day," <laughs> and that's the truth. And uh, uh, a lot of times, uh, mothers they get uh, a little bit better treated than the fathers, but we want to honor fathers today. And uh, Father's Day is a special day. Uh, I, I remember uh, growing up and. I was blessed with a godly father that was there every week, and he uh, sat in the front pew. And a lot of times, uh, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't think anything about where we sat. Uh, it was just a good place to sit, where you didn't get distracted a lot by sitting close to the front. But I think one of the major reasons why my dad sat there is because it was closer to the door, and it was easier to uh, to get there. My dad walked on crutches and. And a lot of times it was difficult for him to uh, to get to church, but uh, I f- you, you never really think about how much uh, a building can play in whether or not someone goes to church. My dad, uh, because he walked on crutches, couldn't go to Sunday school. He uh, because all the Sunday school classes were upstairs. He couldn't walk up the stairs, and at that time, uh, there were no requirements on buildings to have uh, elevators or uh, anything, accommodations for handicapped people. Uh, for the long, longest time, my dad uh, even had a hard time in the workplace uh, uh, in Charlotte. They didn't have, you forget about when uh, the nation went to having these handicapped placards in the cars and special tags and everything. My dad uh, had a a card that the police department basically gave him, and he put that in his front window. Didn't have a fancy symbol or anything. It was just a card that was typed out by somebody there at the police department, uh, and it was basically a repurposed uh, card for something else that they gave him because he was handicapped. And, uh, there were a few times that my dad would receive tickets despite the fact that he had that card, and he would have to go down to City Hall and uh, in order to try and fight the ticket. And, of course, uh, he couldn't do that very well because, guess what, they had a lot of steps going up to the, uh, the courthouse and everything, and so it was made even more difficult for him to get up there. But my dad uh, would go, and he, at church uh, during... Sunday school, he would go and sit in the office and he would uh, help keep the records in the office. And and a lot of times uh, I remember sitting there beside my dad during uh, church and, and what a wonderful thing it was to, to have a dad that was there at church. And, you know, you, you take for granted those things. And uh, that memory of my dad reminds me of two stories about... Uh, 
when kids go to church and um, usually on not only fathers come on Father's Day but kids a lot of times will come uh, that they're not normally there and I, I remember a story about a little uh, uh, a Sunday kind of like this there was uh, extra children in the church and, and they started taking up the offering and a little girl looked at her dad and said uh, as the, the offering plate was coming by and, and she said to her dad uh, don't put any in for me. I'm still under five. <laughs> kind of like what you do when you go to a restaurant and you don't have to pay when they're under a certain age. Uh, the other one was uh, a, a little girl uh, was there with her father coming out of church and she came up to the preacher and she said to the preacher, when I grow up, I'm going to grow up and give you some money. And the preacher was kind of perplexed as to why she said that. She said, well, thank you, darling. Uh, why, why would you want to do that? And she said, well, my daddy was telling me that uh, our church has the poorest pastor in all this town. And <laughs> so she was saying she was going to give money to the preacher because he was the poorest one in town. Uh, children say a lot of funny things when... Uh, uh, they are in unusual circumstances, and uh, Father's Day is a special day, and we uh, celebrate our fathers. And today I want you to turn in your Bibles to, uh, to Psalm 128, Psalm number uh, 128, and uh, we're going to look at this particular psalm. It's about fathers, and uh, but it's, it's about really anyone, but it, it points primarily to fathers. It said, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, and happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be a fruitful vine in the sides of thine house, and thy children uh, like olive uh, plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall be the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thine life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. First of all, I want you to see that, uh, that when we have a relationship with God, and when we have a proper relationship with God. God desires to give blessings to us. And you know, a lot of times, uh, we, uh, if you talk to men, uh, they'll tell you about old stories about playing football, and they'll tell you old stories about doing this and that. And, and a lot of times in that conversation, uh, some uh, stories will center around uh, the situation of, you know, I was almost... Uh, number one in sales, or I was almost, uh, uh, if only such and such would have happened, I would have been uh, the best at my game and, and a lot of things like that. And men, uh, we tend to, to rank our life on the accomplishments that we might receive or might have received or that we did receive. Uh, God's Word tells us that, and, and uh it says, Blessed is everyone that fears the Lord that walks in His ways. 
God's desire is, is to bring you blessings and to, and to not just simply get you close to what you desire, not just simply get you close to achieving the goals that you desire. Uh, God's desire is, is to bless you and to bless you with all the things that you need in your life and to bless you with a wonderful long life and a good life. And what is this criteria? He says, simply says, if you simply will fear the Lord and walk in His ways. Now, fear the Lord, that, that sounds like, uh, uh, again, uh, 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 maybe talking about Dorothy fearing the wicked witch of the West or something like that. That's not what this is about. This is about uh, fear had had the connotation, the understanding of of respect, of uh, reverence or honor. Uh, it's kind of like that feeling you get when the uh, when you're driving down the road and you see those colorful lights behind you and the police officer comes up beside the window and taps on the window, you. Fear him because you know what he might do uh, to you if you've uh, done something wrong or uh, something like that. Or, or maybe when you go stand in front of the judge, you, you don't fear him because he might take you in the back and beat you up. It's not that kind of fear. It's a, a reverence for his judicial robes like... Uh, 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 Old Andy Griffith used to say, uh, you've done uh, bespurched my uh, uh, honorable robes of this court. Now, you know, uh, uh, you have respect for the judge because of the fact of what uh, judgment he might pass. And this is fear uh, and reverence for God, not because of the fact that he might come and beat you up, but because of who he is, because of the, of the awesome power that he uh, holds within his name. He says, if you would fear the Lord, and this is also having to do with a belief or a respect, an honoring of God and walk in His ways, simply doing what God asks you to do. You know, a lot of times our relationship can be defined by whether or not we do what we're supposed to do or not do what we're supposed to do. You know, if you're an athlete and you are in sports, you have a good relationship with your coach if you do everything your coach asks you to do. You don't complain about it. You don't gripe about it. When he says, hey, uh, run four more laps around the field, uh, you don't complain about it. You just simply go out there and do it knowing that your coach is trying to get you in certain conditions so that when you're in competition, when you're in the game, that you have enough steam. You've, you've got enough uh, uh, gas to get you through the game and you can play the whole game. It's not simply that he's trying to, to punish you. Sometimes it is. But it's not simply because he's trying to punish you. He's trying to do things for you to make you a better player and a better uh, uh, teammate. And uh, But if you sit there and you gripe and you complain and you say, Oh, I don't know what you... You don't know what you're talking about, coach. You don't know what, you're, uh, what you want me to do. I, I've got places to be. I've got more important things. If you complain like that to your coach, guess what? You're not going to have such a good relationship with your coach, are you? You're probably going to ride the bench and you're not going to be put in the game. You're not going to have as good a relationship with your coach and you probably won't get as much help from your coach as if you went in there and you did 
exactly what He wanted you to do. His coach isn't trying to, uh, to make your life miserable. He's trying to help you develop into the best athlete you can be. God's desire is not simply to push you around and tell you what to do simply because it makes Him feel good. He says, do the things that I've asked you to do have a fear of the Lord and walk in His ways. Do the things God desires for you. Why? Because God wants to make your life blessed. He wants to do everything He can to bless you, to give you blessings. And you receive blessings by following His direction, following His uh, course in your life. He says, For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, and happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Eat the labor of your hands. What does that mean? Well, you know, you might have heard that expression uh, that you're going to go to work for the man. You know, uh, 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 there's a certain point in the, the year that, they, that economists will tell us, well, uh, America has worked longer this year to pay their taxes than they have any other year. What does that mean? Well, you work so long in the year and basically if you took everything that you earned within that period of time up to April or whenever, then uh, that would be how much you're paying in taxes all year long. And the rest of it, you kind of get to take for yourself. Or you're working for the man. You're working to pay for that house that the bank lets you live in. He lets you think it's yours, but you're working in order to pay the mortgage on your house. And this kind of has that kind of connotation. He says, you'll be able to work, uh, you'll be able to eat the labor of thine hands. He's saying, God will make you prosperous to the point where everything that you do will go to your benefit. You won't be working for someone else You'll be working for yourself. You'll be doing the, the things that, uh, that God will lead you to do will be to benefit you and you'll be happy in everything that you, you do and it'll be well in your life. That's part of the blessings that God desires for you to have. God doesn't want to see you... Uh, uh, God doesn't want to see His people to be kicked around, to be uh, run over to be taken advantage of. God wants to bless and God wants to help you to have a good life. He says, so good will your life be. He says in verse 3, thy wife shall be as fruitful, a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house and thy children like olive plants around thy table. Well, this is kind of weird. Your family is going to be like plants around you? That's kind of a, a weird thing, but you have to understand this is a metaphor. Now, when I was a kid, uh, we lived in a city, so we didn't have a big, long, big, huge amount of property that we could go out and plant a big garden. We just had a little uh, space here and there that we could plant stuff. Our neighbor behind us had a lot, a huge, huge yard, and he would plant uh, this big garden, and he would have corn and and all this other stuff that he plant. But we didn't have that much space. And this verse reminds me of uh, some tomato plants that we used to uh, plant every year. We'd go to the hardware store and get some uh, small little. Uh, tomato vines and and my dad would show us how to plant those tomato vines beside the uh, the house and and it was 
they were placed right there beside the house because it would protect the house would protect it from uh, so much of the weather but it was there in a place that got some great sun every morning uh, it just got direct sunlight and it was a place that those vines could just grow and and every so often we'd come home and you didn't see it the day before because you know the tomatoes start off a little tiny and green you kind of don't see them for the leaves and everything but but boy when those tomatoes get to be a certain size they get nice and big and they start turning red and they show up like that. You can see them a mile away. And it was a great thing to come home and to see one of those big, juicy tomatoes. And, and there wasn't anything better than a nice hand-picked tomato, right? You, uh, you can get some tomatoes at the grocery store, but that tomato you grew yourself and you plucked off the vine, there wasn't anything better to put on a piece of bread with some mayonnaise than a big old juicy tomato that you sliced uh, that, that afternoon right off the vine. That's what the psalmist here is saying. Your family is going to be like a vine that grows beside the house that gives you an abundance of blessings that is there to to give you something that you need in your life uh, to be like an olive tree that produces fruit that is fruitful throughout your life. And, you know, I learned something a couple of years ago when I was working for the newspaper and some of these people started growing uh, orchards in, in Mitchell County, citrus orchards. And they were sitting there talking and they were saying, well, you know, if you plant these trees today, uh, it'll take seven years for them to be in the ground before they start to produce fruit. And I said, they won't produce any fruit? He said, oh no, they'll produce fruit, but it won't be good until the seventh year. You'll have to have that tree in the ground and take care of the tree and nurture it and everything. And that's kind of like what he's saying these children are going to be. They're going to be like olive groves. It takes time to, to, to take care and nurture those children, but there's going to be a day and if God is with you and God helps you to, to raise those children up appropriately, they're going to bring in blessings. They're going to give back much more than you ever put into them once you they get to a certain age. And the psalmist says, if you follow his direction, all of this is predicated on what? Having a fear of the Lord and doing his way, uh, walking in his way. So God wants to bless us. He wants to make everything that we put our hands to to be uh, fruitful and to be useful and to be good. He wants to bless us with a family, that a wife that is like a, a, vine, a vine that grows by the, uh, the house and children that are like uh, uh, olive trees that grow up, that give a blessing in years, years to come. God wants to do all these things simply because... You fear Him and you walk in His ways. Hadn't asked you to do anything else, just simply to fear God and to walk in His ways. God wants to give us all this blessing because of what? Because we're faithful to fear Him and to walk in His ways. And the Lord, uh, and it says, Behold, in verse 4, uh, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. Verse 5, And the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children 
and children's children and peace upon Israel. And so he's saying simply by, by fearing God and walking in His way, God's going to bless us. God's going to produce a, a, a blessings in all the things that we put our hands to. God's going to give us a family that blesses us. And the last thing is, is that God, it's, it says that, that all of our life will be blessed simply because we fear God and walk in His ways. That doesn't seem to be like a whole lot, does it? Fearing God seems like something easy to do because you know who He is and you know uh, the power and the might of God. You know and understand uh, uh, who God is. And really, you know, the, the reason why we worship God and the reason why we do the things that we do here in church is not because God's holding, hey, got, you know, got that, that heaven thing, uh, holding that over your head. Uh, you know, God's not holding the, uh, the heaven thing over us and saying, look, you do what I say and I eat or else I won't let you come to heaven. That's not it. We do all this because of who God is, what God is to us. He is the creator of all that is. He is the, uh, he has, uh, uh, we acknowledge the fact that he knows all things. He's powerful and able to do all things. He's everywhere. All those reasons are why we worship Him because of who He is, but also because of what He's done. Because of what God's already done for us. He's loved us when we were unloving. He, he loved us when we couldn't do anything. And you know, God's like the ultimate dad. You know, when we're little babies, we hadn't done a thing in the world to, uh, to bless our family. But our mom and dad, they take care of us. They provide for us. They nurture us. We can't do a thing to thank them. We can't even say thank you. We can't even express our things. It's, they do all those things. Why? Because they love us. They love us simply because of who we are and what, who they are. That's God. God loves us simply because of who He is. Not because we've been good, not because we've been the greatest people, not because we've gone out and done, uh, built all this stuff for Him or, or done all these things for Him. It's simply because of who He is and what, uh, because He loves us and because of who we are. God loves you. God wants to express His love. And so that's why we are to fear God and to walk in His ways. Not just simply because He wants to bless us and all those things. These are all like the cherry on the top. You know, when you go... And a couple of years back when uh, uh, we were doing some things down in Tallahassee one time, we went and I, I found this place online that uh, they uh, do... Uh, uh, they, they had a soda jerk. And some of you older folks, you know what I'm talking about when I say a soda jerk. You know, we, we go and we buy a soda and it's nothing to go and just pop it open and drink it. But at one time, you know, you had to, uh, to take the syrup and add the carbonated water in it and mix it all up and everything. And I wanted to see that they, ha they have this place in, or had this place in Tallahassee that had a soda jerk that, that would sit there and he would mix up the soda for you right there in front of you and you got to drink a, a soda made out of the concentrate right there in front of you. And also they had 
uh, uh, some handmade uh, homemade ice cream that they made in the in the rest in the store, and of course they had fudge and all that other kind of stuff. And and so uh, while I was sitting there drinking my root beer that had been uh, soda jerk uh, made it for me in there, I uh, got some uh, homemade ice cream for the girls. And one of the things that they do when you know when you get ice cream at home, you just get ice cream and you put it in your bowl and you go and you sit down and you start eating it and enjoying it. But when you get ice cream at a at a fancy place like that they not only get you the ice cream but they they put the whipped cream on the top and they make sure it looks nice and pretty and then they put the nice little cherry on the top right that just kind of seals the deal for that that uh ice cream doesn't it makes it all worthwhile to have that little cherry on the top well god's blessings is the cherry on the top he loves you already He already expressed His love to you in Jesus Christ in providing you a way of salvation. But when we uh, fear Him and when we love Him and when we walk in His ways, the cherry on the top is His blessing and all these things that God desires for us. So men, uh, today is a special day in which we seek to grow closer to God. Just remember, God wants to bless you. He wants to give you great blessings in your life. And God wants to do everything He can to make your life a blessing. This morning you probably got a card from your family and, and maybe they're going to take you out and eat, uh, eat a special dinner with you or something like that. Or maybe they gave you a present or something like that. Uh, another tie or a pocket watch or something like that. They want to be a blessing to you. God wants to be a blessing to you as well. He simply asks, believe in Him, revere Him, fear God, and walk in His ways. God wants to give you a great present today as a father. Just believe in Him, trust Him, and He wants to bless you. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we praise You and we love You and we thank You for all that You've done for us. We thank You for the great blessings that You bestow upon us. And Lord, we praise You for Your instructions on how we might learn to to be blessed by You. And we know and understand that the blessings are just an expression of Your love. A love that You've already uh, shown us so much love. And sending us Jesus Christ. And giving us salvation. Lord, help us to continue to walk in Your ways. Help us to to revere You and to, to fear You that we might express our love for You. And You express Your love to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.